Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Numbers podcast. A podcast where we take game news, tech news and sometimes even games and talk about it, I guess. It's been a week since we did this and I have already forgotten half the intro. My name is Aman. We have Neelak with us. Let us begin this episode. So, we had Night City Wire, episode 5. On the same day that the game should have released. Yeah, which is kind of sad, but then again, these these episodes aren't really helping much at this point to incite more interest into the game. At this point, it's just yeah, another episode yeah, that I might have watched. It's something. Yeah. They released another gameplay trailer and they tried to hype it up by bringing Keanu Reeves on the episode and talking about um, Silverhand, his character. and how he recorded for it which was which was a nice touch and i have never followed um that this much of a games coverage before um and i don't know if a game has ever had this much coverage in its life like by its own studio by but still like i've never seen this many developer interviews slash gameplay trailers slash this and that release for one game So the thing for is, this long. if any other game is in this long of a development cycle, it's called a development hell, right? Whereas mm-hmm. for Cyberpunk, it's just extended development or delayed release. Whereas delayed I, I, I'd like to say with the last episode that we had of Wet Night City Wire, that the gameplay trailer they showcased was amazing. Like full credit to them, it was an like a very nice gameplay trailer to watch. And to be fair, as they've always been. I have never seen a bad trailer come out of CDPR especially for Cyberpunk. Well, I have seen all of them and I found this one the most well hype generating although this is towards the end of the well hype is draining out at this point but it was a very nice trailer and I encourage everybody to watch it. A, a few days after the Night City Wire, Nvidia launched a trailer which is basically showcasing the RTX and the game looks like amazing. it it sure does and uh, what i've realized is the it is finally becoming a time where graphic cards are becoming so competitive again i think this hasn't happened in like at least the last 6 7 years that graphic cards are now coming with games in the bundle just to entice you to buy this one or that one and i feel like uh, graphic cards are now using the hype of games to drive their popularity which um at least i hadn't seen in at least the last 3 years when nvidia was around and could do what they want i i still feel like amd cards have always come bundled with games like they, even in the past few years and or more so the nvidia ones if you like whenever you look at the nvidia update like whenever you update uh-huh. the drivers every time it's showing buy an nvidia card and get this game So I feel you might not hmm. have noticed that as much because you're more so console player. But I I feel that has always been a thing, which is now getting amplified if nothing else. Really, I mean, sure, but like I've seen the okay, fair enough, I guess. Yeah. So like gra- like graphic cards, CPUs have always come bundled with games. It's just the the then relevant game like a few days uh, last year itself when well when Watch Dogs 2 launched it was bundled with the AMD card of that time yeah the 5700 XT yeah probably so it, that's nothing that new so, it's not new it's just nice to see yeah, it's, it's just nicer to see 
like there used to be a time like back in like what 2012 2013 where you used to get like four games bundled with a console uh, sorry with a um with a graphic card and i don't think we're ever going to see that again because games are getting expensive but pretty cool mm-hmm. especially with games hitting 70 marks right anyway so yeah, holy shit cyber buying yeah, cyberpunk on. on stadia will get you a complimentary stadia premier kit I think it's a one-year subscription to Stadia Premier, which is cool, and I think uh, it looks like it's a bigger release for Stadia than it is for CD Projekt Red. For sure, I, I mean, if it gets people playing Stadia, that's a win for Stadia. But at this point, I don't even know. Maybe a handful of people still using it. I don't think it's like out of its dev, its beta in its complete sense yet. For and especially not in India. I've never laid hands on any cloud gaming service just because I'm in India. There are some so, lesser known ones which are good in India but they do need a good bit of digging first. Yeah, I mean, I have played I think Rainway is one of them. I'm not completely sure, but um it's it's not a market that's been penetrated at all. So I can really not talk about Stadia as much as I want to, but in general it feels like the games like cdp or like games like cyberpunk uh, are going to be extremely important for stadia to become more mainstream for sure man i mean it's like at this point a lot of these games are uh, targeting different streaming well services i just saw a game the name is escaping me which is targeting amazon luna and the on the launch date so this is also a good competition to have but i don't want them to be exclusive Well, I don't think it's going to be an exclusivity thing. It's just going to be the same way as it is, like, um, for like. So, so the thing is, they don't need to have exclusivity competitions just yet because they're still establishing themselves in a market. And the reason for that is, um, if you have a game that's just hyped enough, like everybody knows about Cyberpunk 2077, it's one of those games that's reached the mainstream non-gaming audience, and. If I want to give a give a try to Cyberpunk, but I don't have a PC or I don't have a console, the easiest option for me is to get like a month of subscription for Stadia, or like a, something like that, where I can just use my MacBook or use my random laptop and play the game. And I think that's where they're trying to like bank on the success of a game's hype to get people introduced to cloud gaming, and that's more of the problem right now. not that they want to create exclusivity just yet but i, I feel, hope not i feel them wanting to at least for amazon in this case wanting to come into the scene is the the thing here is epic has already shown that exclusivity does boost sales right so it i mm-hmm. i just don't think that these companies are well altruistic enough to not go for the same marketing strategy because well it has been proved that it works and it does i mean The, a lot of Epic's um, popularity also comes with the fact that they just did give away pretty high-profile games. Yeah, but like they gave away GTA sure, Five for thing. sure, for sure. But also a lot of it was well, one-year early satisfactory, one-year early Borderlands Three, Control, Control for three months or something. Huh? Yeah, Death Stranding, and like all of these games is like I don't know. I just find it it's a big thing for marketing as well, and definitely gets more of the players in there. Well. Sure. I don't think it's a evolved enough industry yet, like the cloud gaming thing in general, to 
um garner that sort of attention because firstly if it's exclusive on one cloud streaming platform but it's available on every other device like it's available on steam epic game store and all consoles and only on stadia people would just most people are just rather going to buy it on steam or whatever because at that point if i'm playing for three different cloud streaming services for playing that one extra game i would rather just pay for the game or something of that sort like the thing is i think it's a, it's more of a battle of grabbing market share in general or just getting enough people interested than at least for now may i am very sure these companies know the benefits of exclusivity and would probably try to build out an exclusive lineup later on but i don't think it's like just the thing right now sure man well we did so, we got some more yeah. cyberpunk news last week itself and well we got the system requirements that we have all been theory crafting for and after saying watch dogs legions and assassins creed palhala system requirements this is a well this is a huge like gust of fresh air mhm so this has very standard requirements what you'd expect but when you look slightly deeper into it you realize a lot of differences which are very apparent from the assassin's creed valhalla requirement sheet which we did cover right so it so the valhalla require, requirement sheet is slightly too much it expects you to have a gtx 1080 to push 1080p 60 fps on high which is definitely well not to be expected overkill yeah which is definitely overkill right whereas if you look at the cyberpunk requirement sheet it says high 1080p well it does not mention the fps but it did it does say that high 1080p you require 1060 instead of a well, balls to the wall 1080 which is a huge performance difference and a huge price difference if you're going out in if you have a system like that yeah that i mean 1080 is literally two generations back flagship graphic card whereas 1060 yep. was the well it was the the cheapest card of that lineup yeah the budget oriented graphic card of that lineup so that is a very interesting thing to check out and another very interesting thing to check out is the ultra requirements on 4k so the creed valhalla requires you to have a 2080 for a ultra 4k which is 30 fps as they have stated whereas mm-hmm. the i mean there's no mention of an fps counter on yeah. cyberpunk anywhere yeah. but and uh, also the cpu requirement there is an i7 9700k which is a well, which is a very powerful graphic uh, processor right whereas here mm-hmm. we have uh, here we have the same rtx 3070 although that is uh, not rtx and on rtx we have 3080 which was to be expected and uh, fair enough the cpu on the other hand is a much tamer beast here we have an i7 4790 which is a 6 year old processor or something like a, a ryzen 5 3600 yeah. on the, yeah on the other hand but that's still like it's still insane for me to realize that a 4790 st- is still holding up so what i realize here one um the radeon uh, sorry the ryzen 5 3600 is almost one of the most popular cpus out there the 3070 is because owing to its price it's very competitive price is going going to become a very popular gpu and especially if people can get their hands on it um that just means that a lot of people will be able to play cyberpunk 
on ultra settings at 4K on at least 30 FPS. So I like what where this is going because you take their requirements are literally the most popular gaming CPU and the most po- the most to be hopefully most popular gaming GPU. Put them together and you can play Cyberpunk all maxed out, which is, I mean, I expected a lot less from them. Yeah, even. Uh, I I did expect like I expected a much more world the world uh, yeah requirements same. right e, let's e, having a look at the RTX requirements right even the RTX requirements here the processor doesn't change much it goes up two generations is all it's still the same like in fact a 4790 I'd say at that time was more powerful than a well 6700 was when 6700 launched. The 4790 was one of those extreme edition yeah. cards right yeah one of those uh, overclockable ones. Which which is due to the third digit that is the nine that it has. Yep. But yeah, it, it goes the RTX Ultra on a on four K goes up to an i seven sixty seven hundred, which is also again like so it's four fine. year old card. At more than four, almost. Yeah, and and again uh, an R five thirty six hundred. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like with the, I don't think the RTX performance is hurt or um, made up too much by the CPU. It's mostly the tensor cores in the GPU doing most of that work. So I get it. And I like that even at even with RTX on, you can play at 1440p Ultra. Again, no FPS, so we don't know. And I would expect them to put frame rates on any of this stuff if they want to make it more, like make it make sense. But sure, like this is pretty good. This looks pretty nice. This definitely looks very nice. I mean, to me, it looks like this is going to be very optimized all around as well as the previous CDPR release, which was Witcher 3 was. Witcher 3 was insanely well optimized. And the game took seven years to make and it had just like it just got another delay owing to optimization. That issues. was more so because of optimization issues on the console than the PC. Sure, but it's it's up. Op- they are working on optimization. Yeah for so long that it caused delays uh-huh. it better be good, it better be good. if it's trash trash optimized after this i don't know what what you can say to defend if, that if the game is trash if maybe the game is trash or the optimization is trash or the story is trash it's going to get a crap ton of shit thrown at it and that's going to be a sight to be heard. yeah I, I hope it doesn't come to that it looks pretty na- pretty amazing yeah anyway so um Let's see, our next piece of news, and this is more of a discussion that we're going to extend to another episode probably, which is that the Game Awards nominees were announced. Yay. And what do you feel about like most of the nominees in general so, before we get into the one nominee that we're going to talk about? So, uh, most of the nominees, uh, like I'd like to tell you that the Game Awards, you must take it with a grain of salt. I Of course. A few episodes back, I called it the film fair of... Uh, the game industry and I'd like to like reinforce, reinforce that, that opinion by yeah. saying it is okay. literally the filmfare of game industries because it, it it does not mean anything. These are all just press. This is all just marketing for the brands and the well the developers sure. behind it. Do take it with a grain of salt. I'm saying this uh, so much because it is called game of the year. The game awards usually have the current year's games. And you can see a lot of older games as well nominated, which really raises my eyebrows. Not in the not in this category, not in the game of the year category, but in other categories in general. We have games like Among Us, No Man's Sky, which are No Man's Sky is kind of old. Both of them are so is at Among least Us, two yeah. years old. 
and I don't get the logic of having them here. Again, another thing to add. Well, that we anyway. I'll I'll get into that as we get into the topic. Aman, your thoughts? So, uh, well, I don't really have thoughts on the Game Awards because I haven't been a great follower of the Game Awards too much. I just follow the Game of the Year category every year to see which game I want to pick up, which games getting a Game of the Year edition, uh, expansion, and some games actually did pretty well on it. And yeah. What I understand from it is that even though like they don't really mean anything in terms of quality, they're still pretty good recommendations. So if I want to recommend myself or someone else a game, I just go for which was a game of the year, say last year, and I just say okay, play this. So I kind of like revolve in the space where I don't care enough about it to really have a biased opinion on stuff. But anyway, here we go. Uh, the game of the year nominees for this year are Doom Eternal. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Interesting nominees. I... Very interesting nominees. Yeah. What really? How, how, okay. What really um, intrigues me is that three of mm-hmm. these nominees are PlayStation exclusives. And Animal Crossing is a oh, Switch exclusive, just on the Switch, right? And there is no mention of a Half Life Alex. Okay, yes, also that. I'm actually very surprised that an indie game made it. So usually there Alex is always not. Usually there is always an indie game in the nominees. Last year we had Celeste and Dead Cells. That's true, and the indie game resurgence is kind of like. Pretty apparent in the game awards, especially like when you see. Um, I think a, a lot of the reason for uh, the game awards having so many indie games is because the entire voting jury is like the editorial press. So you have people like Easy Allies and Game Ranks on it, and all of these people are like huge proponents, from what I remember, of indie games. So a lot of the times, uh, the final nominations. Are indie games, or um, or they at least try to promote indie games through a platform that's very mainstream. So I get it, but um, this year of all, considering the kind of games that came out and the kind of hype that was generated around a bunch of games, I didn't expect an indie game to take over that much. Although to be fair, a lot of indie games became really mainstream this year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so, I'd like to actually delve more into the specific games. So. Doom okay. Eternal was an amazing game, definitely a very good sequel to the previous Doom game, which again was a very amazing game. It did definitely have its Bethesda issues when it launched, uh, as it does, but they were soon fixed. So I'm not holding anything to that. Final Fantasy VII Remake was definitely amazing. It was it was a PlayStation exclusive, which is a gripe of mine. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, insane game. I'm really hoping this is the game which takes the uh, game of the thr- game of the year throne. Uh, let's see. It is a it is a very nice game. It puts every other game the uh, game as a service game to shame, as it recently got a huge update. Then we have Hades, which is an which is well one of the best in indie games this year. It's an amazing dungeon uh, roguelike dungeon crawler, and I really love the game. Then we have Animal Crossing: New Horizons. That is definitely not my type of game, but it's definitely a, way, a game I'd play with family or maybe with kids or something. It's definitely a very chill game. 
I mean, I like the game because it kind of reminds me that games can don't have to be competitive or hard. Yeah, or grinding. It's which is why. I yeah, which is your type. Yeah, it's a chill game. I like it. Yeah. Then la- last but not the least, we have Last of Us Part Two, which I despise because it had a horrible story, and PlayStation fans are yeah. just hyping it up just because it's a Last of Us sequel. And I I don't think most PlayStation fans are hyping it up either. So, from all the opinions that I've read online about it, and that's all the coverage I've had of it because PlayStation exclusive didn't get to play it. Um, the Last of Us Part Two was had amazing graphics, amazing gameplay, but the story. Absolutely, takes uh, takes the whole thing down the water, down the drain. So, I think a lot of the technical brilliance that they showed with the game is going to is the reason why it's on this list at all. But I mean, I don't think it attributes any of it to being a game of the year. To be a game of the year, you need to be a perfect game. Because if you if you consider just the well. Just the graphics and although gameplay is a, definitely a debatable topic because it is having, it has very repetitive gameplay reminiscent of Last of Us One. But that's a style and, that did work. Yeah, sure. I mean, Last of Us One did have gameplay complaints. But I don't think anyone complained to the point where it was actually a problem. Honestly, I've almost not heard any big complaints from Last of Us. Sure, I mean, okay, but uh, my point being that takes a lot of credit away from Doom Eternal, who did not have a story flaw or any direct gameplay flaw or a graphic flaw. Sure. Then Final Fantasy VII remake in the same line, and well, Hades, the the developers have put a crap ton of work behind it, and I don't think you can attribute it like Last of Us being here to just being good graphically or from a gameplay. Perspective. No, I think like a lot of people on this jury are probably going to go like. This was a very anticipated game, and a reason for it not uh, living up to its standards is because of the hype. Because sometimes games build itself too high on a pedestal and then cannot keep up to its own standard, which is something that I suspect might have happened to Last of Us. Although I really don't know. Um, so I get, I kind of get why it's here, but I also know that it should not be winning. It should. It should not. Definitely not be winning game of the year. Yeah, those were our game of the year thoughts for the game awards. We will be having another episode ded- dedicated to the nominees. Actually, before we wrap up on the game awards, I want to ask you one question, and I really don't know enough about it, so it's going to be you teaching. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake. So, how? Um, let me see if I can frame it right. So, if you have a remake of a game that was already very popular. Does it, does it get extra? Does it get points deducted from it, like in the minds of the editors of the jury because of the fact that it was already a done and dusted, like tried and tested design, like a tried and tested game that they just remade. A lot of the other games came up with a lot of originality, which Final Fantasy VII, by the virtue of it being an old game, actually, just does not have. Yeah, uh, you have a good argument in that most of it is just well repurposed, but the only thing repurposed here was the well the pure story, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a big part of any game. Yeah, I sure, but like again, I mean, I I I don't like doing this, but as you did say about the Last of Us Part Two thing, mm-hmm. it's not just about that, right? Because sure. the game has been remade from scratch. They have held the story together. But apart from that, it has been remade completely. 
there are a, there is a bunch of gameplay changes as well introduced obviously graphical upgrades and what not so i feel it was just a uh, very amazingly done additionally the story holds up like for the time insanely well so like not taking any points away from that i'm not saying remaking ghost of tsushima like 10 years down the line is going to win them this but it is definitely like having a good story is definitely a plus see so what comes to mind for me is that if you have a game uh, like i am not against remakes winning awards because some remakes can be actually very insane and there's a lot of effort that goes into that shit but um how does it hold up against a game that's just completely made from scratch and is a wonder in its story by itself like ghost of tsushima had a great story so did final fantasy 7 just the difference is final fantasy 7 is like a 10 year old story as compared to ghost of tsushima which was like built up whenever it was right sure uh, well something to note here is that final fantasy 7 remake is not the ditto same story of final fantasy 7 there are multiple story changes although major plot points are the same mm-hmm. there are multiple smaller story changes but well i mean if in its if essence do, though yeah its essence is the same like main plot points are same there are multiple smaller story changes but if we are to compare it to a brand new ip definitely it loses out on the story points okay but do you really look at it and go well that story is old uh, it also depends on what points. game it is like uh, as you said final fantasy 7 the story holds up really well and does not feel like a dated game yeah and additionally yeah. the remake has been very like uh, sought after like the fans have been asking for the remake for a while yeah that's true it's going to get voted a lot Yeah, which is why, right? Okay, that's fair. All right, so I I'd think, really have, yeah, I'd really have loved to see Half Life Alex here. I, I, that's I, I true. Just can't like. It's going to win in the VR department. I For sure. like. There's no competition. If there was like a popularity competition, I think it would be like slightly close with Beat Saber, but it would still blow anything else out of the water. Definitely, it's definitely on like. a new generation of a yeah game. well okay we can talk about the mon- nominations literally forever so how about we take that to another episode and we move on to the next piece of news mm-hmm. and we have new content for rockstar and it's gta yeah. content yeah question mark uh depending on what you are a fan of uh maybe so the kayo perico host i don't know if i'm saying this right I will see. oh sorry Kayako Kayo Perico Heist <laughs> that will drop December 15th the GTA Online will come with the game's first ever map expansion so this is not GTA 6 it is GTA Online um and yeah so a new heist along with an entirely new island is going to drop very soon to GTA uh, GTA Online and yeah i mean a lot of people were saying that the game is dead all the youtube stream comments were filled with this game is dead etc etc Uh do you want to hear my thoughts on it as a noob or do you want to talk about it I feel we'll let's have both Sure so okay from what I understand from a very outside perspective I recently started playing GTA online properly um it's kind of a low bar to set because you do your homework for the game I give credit to that that they made a very good map and then they gave it nothing to work with for the next 7 years they add heists and everything and 
although to be fair how many uh, publishers in this world have yeah exactly right so it's definitely going to be something new that's going to be fun to watch i, I mean especially as soon as we get news about gta 6 for real that would be fun to watch but until then it's a waiting game it's been that way for at least 3 years now okay so um now from rockstar we move to another piece of game news which is some new path of exile stuff yeah and so yeah go on yeah so path of exile recently pushed back their next league which is a 3 month thing mm-hmm. because it was coinciding with the launch of cyberpunk so what they have now announced is that there were there was going to be about a 5 week hiatus in the middle which would have been very boring because well they when the new league was supposed to start they just extended the league so it was going to be boring whatever like you don't have new content in that month so what they are now doing is they have announced three new leagues in that like five weeks itself two of one week's length one of three week's length which is definitely going to be a fun play Mm-hmm. doesn't really mean much for people who like haven't played path of excel before i really can't explain the new leagues to you sure but it's it's going to be a cluster fuck okay and definitely fun to play because the new league mechan it's they're not new league mechanics they're older league mechanics but they're just like retrofitting into it the all new up stuff together. yeah yeah jumbling it all up together so that there is a lot more going things going on on your screen i I would hate to be my laptop in the next month. <laughs> it's it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh okay, that's a lot of content for the game in that month though. I mean, so the thing here is people so how with how Path of Exile works, even if you skip that month, you aren't you aren't losing anything. Sure. Apart from like maybe three cosmetics that you get, you really aren't losing anything because that is how Path of Exile is set up. you can take a 3 month hiatus and be completely back at it with everybody else which is actually a very cool thing like it does not expect you to stay online and stay relevant all the time yeah exactly exactly uh, how people us- so yeah. in 3 months leagues people usually play the first month and don't play the game for the next 2 months and then come back again in the fourth month when which is the first month of the new league that also helps in like making sure that you don't burn out of the game yeah, exactly. permanently Exactly. Cool. Okay, so that wraps up most of the games for this week, and mm-hmm. now we shall take some stock of the situation by talking about the real important things here, and that is that you, sir, are not getting any gifts. Oh no. Yup, there is literally no stock. Stores are empty. Amazon is empty. Every the only place where you'll find graphic cards or consoles. are in the hands of scalpers on ebay so good luck getting a new graphic card uh the radeon 6000 cards launched and were instantly out of stock and in the hands of scalpers and i thought amd had made enough claims about the fact that they are fine and they'll have enough supplies for everyone but they don't and i would have liked them to just say that we don't have enough it's going to be hard to get and then not been in stock then having made claims and then made a kind of a fool of themselves but yeah RTX 30 series cards also in short supply Xbox Series X is also going to be in short supply until like April next year so guess you could do a good easter gift next <laughs> next year i guess 
so people's going to have like very boring christmases but very fun easters as the americans call it these news definitely don't look too good for either of these companies i mean even even playstation to go along with it haven't really said anything about an indian launch and oh, yeah. scalpers are scalpers are still selling it for upwards of a lakh which is mind boggling to me it's also very smart a lot of people who used to like live in dubai are probably just stocking up on ps5s and basically making shit tons of money in india especially like think about the people who stream in india i i don't know how many they are and i would love to be more in touch with the streaming community but like the fact is that if you want to play like uh, if you are like a playstation streamer or something like that you just want the console as soon as it comes out you just want to play miles morales or something like that and and here you are probably like just trying to procure it from somewhere and you can't find it it's annoying it is definitely kind of bad playstation is like the worst in the lot especially for in the indian context because like you have a chance at getting a series x if you're lucky you don't even have a chance of getting a ps5 in india at least the thing is the i mean the stupid sony fanboys are still going to buy the playstation out within moments of it arriving in stock and i just hate it because they have been treating us like shit yeah that's well, true i i i get it we are the vocal minority are we but at this point are we really indian uh, spending is increasing think. indian streamers have like really taken over especially since the pandemic started it's not that no, I mean, small an audience I, anymore i mean us as in the people who are actually complaining about ps5 not existing okay that's fair although that's yeah, honestly like a, a concerned buyer is just going to go ps5 available nahi hai to xbox de do abhi main aur kuch nahi kar sakta 5 months down the line when ps5 and xbox both are available i think people will still prefer the ps5 yeah exactly my just sad yeah but okay so i think that wraps up pretty much all the all the important news we had for this week and i think we'll move on to a little section that we created for the show called what we are playing this week and we'll name it something shorter and nicer next time prep ha <laughs> prep really does not you good not our strongest of suits <laughs> what we are playing this week does not really just flow out of your mouth the same way as wwaptk that's not working that's not it's not going to work all right let's let's just anyway. wing this <laughs> okay so i think i am just going to say instead of this week we're just going to talk about since we last spoke so yeah i think that's better we played grounded in the free weekend and uh, it was a fun game. it was a very fun game i would buy the game if it was a little cheaper for sure waiting for a sale yeah definitely waiting for a sale i would buy that game then we waiting for a sale which reminds me this wednesday is the start off of our steam's next sale ooh that's going to be fun what games yes. are you looking out for i have no idea hey we're going to bring that also <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. So we played Grounded. It was a fun game. We kinda sorta checked out the pond. Yeah, update. we did the koi pond. I yeah. I relived my fear of spiders again yes. and again. Indeed. Holy shit! 
Holy shit. Uh, then we played a bunch of modern Minecraft, and this is all Neelux's discovery for me. I had never played modern Minecraft. I got, and yeah, we played uh, this mod called Pixelmon, and then we played a mod called St- Sky Factory. Yes, Two completely different things. Two very different things, and well, this was most of my friends' first foray into modern Minecraft. So yeah, fun fact I about Neelak, he's played, he's sunk the maximum number of hours in a game into modded Minecraft. I'm not too proud of that statistic. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't like to. I know, but like it, it just shows how much modded Minecraft you've played and that, yeah. So if you want more modded Minecraft suggestions, which is going to be the two of you in the audience who are running Minecraft with a mod on it. Uh, Sure. Hit us up. Please do hit me up. Yep. Definitely. Then we played a bunch of GTA Online after the new heist news dropped. Mm-hmm. You know the funny. We still, Travis. The thing is, I loaded up the game yesterday. I'm still, I'm still stuck at the loading screen. It's kind of annoying. I yeah, I played according to the Epic Games statistic. I'm sorry, Neelak, but I have the game only on Epic Games. I played the game for two and a half hours according to Epic, out of which one hour was loading. 100% and you know what the funny thing is I didn't know about the heist at all I had no news I was not following GTA 5 at all but randomly two days before the heist launch I was like okay let's install GTA 5 I haven't played it in a while so when the heist dropped I had the game installed and ready when the news of the heist dropped yeah when the news of the heist dropped came around uh, and we played I'm, I mean I didn't but technically I did with Pixelmon but yeah we played a bunch of Pokemon we did play a bunch of Pokemon. So, well, uh, a lot. We are. I am now playing a bunch of randomizer Nuzlocke, which is basically a rule set, a particular rule set of Pokemon in which I can only catch specific Pokemon and whatnot. And um, I w- I was completely in the shadow about Nuzlocke until Neela explained it to me, and it sounds like a very cool mode that I'm going to try out very soon. And you know what the funniest thing is, I used to like love playing pokemon games back in the day like on a on a visual boy console like on a visual boy advance uh, emulator and now after, ever since i've realized that it's on the phone i basically have no other games except for an emulator on my phone because it is the best like best thing you can have on your phone just an entire game boy advance is still better than most on most mobile games i know right now for sure, it's not just a like Visual Boy emulator. There are a bunch of good other emulators as well. There is There's Rust, a drastic, yeah, insane DS emulator, and well, a 3DS emulator is all also in the yep development cycle currently, and it is very playable on most consoles. I I really like the fact that uh, emulators are slowly slowly moving to phones because it's a much. Uh, much like the handheld space is way better for an emulator anyway because the consoles were also handheld and like at least the visual boy and the ds were underpowered enough that you don't didn't like you didn't have to have a pc behind it it's not like the switch emulator or something which i'm also hoping like comes around to the phone sometime because even that would be a pretty cool experience anyway so i think that's it for the games we played All right, see you next week. Bye-bye.